0: This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Balata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show, your trusted source for navigating the complexities of modern relationships and dating. I'm your host, Laura Balata, matchmaker and founder of singleinthecity.ca. Dating apps are one of the easiest ways to meet new people these days, and you're in for a real treat tonight. If you're on them (laughs) today, we have a special guest joining us, someone who brings a wealth of expertise to the world of online dating and an insider look at how these apps actually work. We're joined today by Michael Kay, the head of global communications at OKCupid, one of the world's largest dating apps. Michael leads public relations programming, influencer marketing, and social media at OKCupid, and he's here to share his insights with us. Uh, But before we dive into our discussion, let me give you a glimpse of what's in store for today's show. We'll be unraveling the secrets behind dating profiles that garner the most attention, exploring the fascinating rise of polyamory in modern relationships, discussing the common mistakes people make on dating apps and delving into the qualities um, that prospective daters value the most. So whether you're single in a relationship or somewhere in between, you don't want to tune out. (laughs) You might just learn something interesting. Well, welcome, Michael. I'm so excited to have you here today.
0: Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be such a good chat. I can already tell.
1: I know. I love it. I love it. Okay. Now, so I've been in the dating space uh, for about 21 years. I I run a a singles event company dealing with a ton of single people. Um, I also run a popular club on Clubhouse called Single in the City. It has about 100,000 members in it, where we curate these conversations about dating relationships all the time. And I often ask singles, you know, how are you meeting people these days? And I ask them about their experiences with dating apps. And there seems to be so much frustration from singles uh, where they don't seem to have any luck at all. Um, Some have a little bit of luck, but some feel like it's this never ending cycle of conversations with no real connection. And I know firsthand that dating apps can work. I've seen it really. I really have. I've seen friends get married off of dating apps and, um, but, and I feel that so many people are not being intentional when they sign up for these apps. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, why do you feel so many people struggle with finding love on dating apps?
0: Yeah, well, I think one common mistake that we that we see amongst daters is that it's you know it's starting right with their profile and what mm-hmm. they're choosing to project on their profile and what they're signaling that they're looking for sometimes there tends to be a misalignment you know i think so many of us get caught up in our own heads and we say you know when we turn to a dating app we think you know someone is what people are looking for is someone who wants to get married and have kids and check all these boxes and we put an incredible amount of pressure on ourselves instead of taking a step back and saying are these all the things that i want and i always tell people you should be from the very beginning super transparent and open about what you're looking for. If that is something more casual, that's absolutely okay. If you are not someone who wants children, that's great, but be honest about what you're looking for because if you're projecting what you think someone wants in a partner, all you're going to do is attract people where you're not compatible, you're not aligned on the really, really, important thing so that's one quick tip and one thing i I notice amongst daters in in terms of mistakes that they're making i also think that dating is really hard it is it's not gonna i'm not gonna come on here and say that it's the easiest process and you'll find someone just like that it's a part-time job so if you're going to be online dating you have to be really willing to put in the time and effort that it takes. You have to be checking in on your app. You have to be cultivating these conversations. You can't just log on once a month and expect Mr., Mrs., or whomever, right, is going to just pop up out of thin air. It's a lot of work that you have to put into it. Just like we are constantly updating our resumes, our instagram feeds our linkedin our facebook whatever it is you have to be spending time on your dating app
1: right and updating your your profile updating your pictures regularly And also being honest about what you're looking for. And again, being intentional, know who you are and what you want. (laughs) And don't, like you said it right, you know, don't write what other people are looking for, write what you're actually looking for and being honest about that. Now, let's chat about the profiles. What types of dating profiles do you feel tend to get the most attention on dating apps like OKCupid? You know, I would say profiles that are authentic, are engaging, you know, make that ones that make a strong first impression. But what are some of those key characteristics of profiles that often attract more interest from daters?
0: Yeah, well, I recommend everyone, no matter what you're putting on your profile, whether it's a photo or a prompt you're responding to, Always make sure that it's serving a purpose. So, if we focus on question, uh, the photos for a minute, you know, we all love selfies. I definitely love selfies. If I were to make a dating profile today for myself, which I'm not because I'm in a relationship with someone I met on a dating app, <laughs> I would not be including any selfie photos. My no. photos would mm-hmm. be Images that show my hobbies, my interests, um, me at a concert, me at Soul Cycle, me running a half marathon, whatever it is, me traveling. And the purpose that uh, provides for other daters is it gives something for them to respond to. They see me at a concert and they can ask what shows I've been to this summer or what concerts are on my radar for next year. If they see me on vacation, they can ask, where I visited recently that I just absolutely fell in love with. It makes it a lot easier for people to start a conversation with you. When it comes to what you're writing in your profile, a mistake I see all the time is that people are really negative with the language that they're using. And we see this when people are writing in swipe left if. or or using similar terms. And when we looked at the data on our end on OkCupid, we found that profiles with terms like pass on me if and don't like me if actually get fewer messages and conversations and contact exchanges than those who don't. So we always recommend just reframe what you're trying to get at and make it a little bit more positive and list the reasons why people should like you.
1: Yeah, because when I look at profiles like that, I'm thinking jaded, this person's jaded, they're angry. (laughs) That's what I see. When I see that I always suggest you don't use anything negative in your profile, you always want to come off as like upbeat, you know, personable, happy, somewhat, you know, I'm I'm sure we're not always happy, but you have to be in somewhat of a good place. If you're out there looking for love, you you definitely do. Now, some dating coaches and matchmakers like myself, um, I, well, I don't suggest this, but I am a dating coach and matchmaker. Uh, They suggest that you use professional photographer type photos, right? I'm not a fan of that because I'm like you. I tend to feel that, that people should be, um, posing natural, right? showcasing your personality and lifestyle better than studio shots. Do you agree with that? You must see that a lot.
0: I absolutely agree with that. And I'm so glad you brought this up. What we hear anecdotally from daters is that when they see these over professional, over orchestrated photos, it makes them feel like this is a spam user or a bot or they're hiding something because they're not willing to show their authentic self what they're doing on the weekend, what they look like when they're running errands or if they're hanging out with friends. So I completely agree with you and I would not recommend using these headshot type photos. I say leave that for LinkedIn, not your dating app.
1: Exactly. All right. We've gathered some fantastic insights into optimizing your dating profile, but I want to continue on this conversation with Michael K. from OKCupid right after this short break. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640
1: Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Vellada from singleinthecity.ca. And we're here today with our guest, Michael Kay from OKCupid, uh, discussing insights into optimizing your dating profile. We're also going to get into so much more as well. Uh, but before the break, we were just talking about pictures, best practices for pictures. I um, also have one more question about that. How do you feel about f- filters? <laughs> Cause I feel like filters can be used if used wisely. I mean, you don't want to alter your entire appearance, but hey, if the lighting's bad where you're at, you want to take a photo, although you can really fix that by just making sure that the lighting is, you know, it wherever the space you're using is well lit before <laughs> before you take that photo. But I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about filters? This is something that comes up all the time because I know people are using them. Now men are using them. What do you think?
0: Well, we actually asked our daters about this and what we found, and for anyone who's unfamiliar, OKCupid matches people on what matters to them through in-app questions. So if you hear me say we asked our daters or percentages, it's coming from our in-app questions. And the more you answer, the more compatible your matches will be but over the last year we we saw this trend of of people using filters mainly on their social media platforms but there's a lot of synergies between social media and dating apps and we asked our daters how they felt about using filters and the majority of them said they don't really like to use them on dating apps and they don't really like seeing them on dating apps but i think there's you know i think there's a difference if you're someone who um, wants to add flowers or some kind of decoration to your photo and and that's a way for you to showcase your personality I think that's great I would really limit it to one or two photos maximum and I wouldn't make your main first photo first impression anything that's super edited or you know has these playful filters that is covering your eyes or parts of your face it's just going to make people think you're hiding a part of yourselves
1: yeah And how many photos do you suggest? Like, would you suggest about six?
0: Yeah, we definitely recommend between, you know, four to six photos on your profile. You really want to give people a glimpse of, who you are and what your interests are. So I would say, showcase yourself, showcase your personality and showcase your hobbies and interests. So things that you like doing, the easiest way to do that is by showing photos of you doing what you love, whether that's traveling or hiking or running or hanging out with friends or being with your family.
1: And keep in mind what you're wearing too also, that's important too. Um, And choose colors that flatter you as well. And get some help. I mean, if you if you like need help taking photos, then have a friend help you out. You know, hire a dating coach or, or somebody. Um, just get the help that you need. Don't take selfies because some of these her- pictures are just horrific. Do you guys ever suggest, uh, like if you see people with horrible photos, do you make any suggestions for them? I think that could be something that uh, would be, I don't know, could be useful on a dating app.
0: We, we haven't, but that's a great call. out. it's something that we should include in one of our future blog posts because we love using our blog as a platform for people to turn to for advice or tips or just to learn about dating trends that, that we're seeing. Um, we also use our notifications to give people helpful tips on their profiles or when to message someone or when to be active on the app. So something to consider.
1: Now um we kind of got into this a little bit but I feel that uh, you would like to share more. Um what are some of the key char- characteristics of profiles that often attract more interest?
0: Yeah, I would say the more photos the better, the making sure you're being really positive with everything that you're putting on your profile and making sure that every photo, every prompt, every sentence that you're including is giving something s- giving someone something to respond to. I really love when people make lists. I tell my friends to do this. So when you're filling out your profile, list the books that are on your coffee table, your nightstand, or your to-be-read list, or the songs that are on your Spotify playlist, or the vacations that you want to go on. A lot of people need help sparking that conversation. Guys especially need help. And if they read that you're just a chill, laid-back, person looking for someone they don't really know what to say to that so put stuff on your profile that's really easy for someone to respond to and it gives them something to ask you um i also when i first started working at okcubit i've been i've been here for over four years at this point one thing i found out that i found super interesting and kind of fascinating is that we recommend updating your profile every single month. Now, before people feel overwhelmed with hearing that, that doesn't mean you have to start from scratch. That simply means changing out a couple of your photos or a couple of your prompts. And what that does to the app is the app actually gets a little bit confused and it sees all this activity happening on your profile and the app says, oh, we have a new user, let's show them to even more people. Oh, so yes. you'll start to get more people in your mix. and. That's an insider tip that I, I love to tell people because I found it super fascinating.
1: Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for that tip. I'm sure our listeners are just loving it. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the role of, of humor in dating profiles. I mean, it shows personality. It breaks the ice. It uh, grabs attention. But what is the proper way to use humor in your dating profile? It's one thing to say, hey, you know, people think I'm funny, <laughs> but you almost need to prove it, don't you, Michael?
0: yes absolutely and you know humor is one of the main qualities we see our daters looking for in a partner it ranks up there with honesty and respect and open-mindedness um so you you can tell that it is really important to users and in fact when we've actually asked about what um is the best icebreaker about over 20 percent of people have actually seen telling a joke is the best icebreaker. So humor is definitely important to people. And, but I, I always, you know, I go back and forth with this. I I think you do have to be a little bit careful because you have to be mindful of what type of humor you have and figuring out if it's, if your sense of humor is going to resonate with this person. So it, I, I know that's a, it's not a helpful answer. I'm kind of going back and forth here, but oh, I understand you know, what you're saying. Is one thing, but I, as a user, I'm like, okay, but what if someone comes out with a joke and I'm like, oh, that's just so corny. A lot of people love corny. So I, I don't know. I say, take it but, with a grain of salt.
1: Or maybe leave the corniness and, uh, until you're face to face with the person. Yeah. <laughs> because they may not get your humor. You're right. They may have dark humor and you just don't get it and think, is this, is this person cutting me up? Uh, swipe left okay uh, now I want to talk about let's dive into poly polyamory and how more people are learning about polyamory and this way of having relationships now polyamory means being in more than one romantic or sexual relationship at the same time uh, but both parties agree to it right or all parties agree to it can you share some insights into the rise of polyamory and why it's on the rise? And yeah, again, yeah let's talk about that first, why it's on the rise.
0: Absolutely. And I, I would say for anyone listening, like, let's make sure to be really mindful about separating cheating um, from ethical non-monogamy. So I, I think a lot of people um, get turned off when they hear about open relationships or they they get confused about the meeting and there there definitely is a difference and while monogamy certainly isn't out non-monogamy is definitely in we see the majority of okcupid daters are seeking monogamous relationships but in the past couple of years we've seen the amount of users that are seeking non-monogamous relationships actually increase steadily and mentions of terms like non-monogamy or throuple in user profiles have actually gone up 21%. Wow. And we only anticipate this becoming a trend that continues to grow. And I would, I think that the reason for this is that the taboo is slowly going away around open relationships. And we're in a day and age where people are just being more open and honest about what they're interested in and, and what they're looking for. And you know, open relationships aren't new. It's not something we're just starting to do in 2023. They've been around for centuries, but we're becoming more comfortable with talking about it.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, stay with us, guys. Uh, we'll continue our conversation with Michael Kay from OK Cupid right after this short break.
0: Welcome back to the dating and relationship show with Laura Balotta from singleinthecity.ca Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome back to the dating and relationship show. at Sunday night. I'm Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca and here today uh, we have our special guest, Michael Kay from OKCupid okay and we're talking about the growing trend of polyamory in dating. Let's continue that conversation. Um, so, At what age, you know, uh, or what age group primarily adopts to this relationship style? People that are a little bit older, like myself, maybe that have been there and done it, or Gen Zs that are perhaps being influenced by media or their parents' relationships that maybe didn't work out. Um, Yeah, like, what do you think?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, what we're seeing is that even though non-monogamous relationships have been around for centuries, it's really the younger generations that are starting to embrace them. And it's the Gen Zers, the millennials that are helping alleviate the stigma that they once carried. You know, I mentioned before that we're really data-driven at OKCupid. And, And one thing that we're seeing is that last summer there was a 26% 26% increase in, in mentions of ENM or ethical non monogamy on profiles compared to the beginning of the year, and a 42% increase compared to the summer prior. And if you're someone who's listening who is interested in an open relationship or exploring ethical non monogamy, but you feel alone based on maybe your family or your friends group, there are a lot of people who are, are really open to this. In fact, of nearly 30 million respondents on okcupid 30 percent, which equates to about eight and a half million singles revealed that they would be interested in an open relationship and again it's this is really being driven by the younger generations in in 2018 so not too long ago About 30% of of Gen Z and millennial daters on our app said they'd be open to an open relationship, but that jumped to 33% and 36% respectively in 2022. So what we're seeing is that people have more love to give and they're interested in giving more love.
1: Wow. All right. Let's set the record straight. A polyamorous relationship would not work for me. (laughs) I ain't sharing. That's for sure. I mean, jealousy would be a huge, (laughs) I'm just being honest. I mean, jealousy would be a huge challenge to tackle, especially for people who have been raised with certain ideals. So what are some of the other challenges you feel that individuals would face when navigating a polyamorous relationship and how can people address them? Because I'm sure there are some, absolutely, I mean, not just jealousy as being the main one. I think that that would be the main one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm with you. It's not something I'm personally interested in exploring, but I do have people in my circle that have explored open relationships. I, I think jealousy is definitely an issue that will come up. I also think trust. Um, is an issue that we see amongst people who are opening their relationships, but the ones that I think, at least from my personal experience that I've seen do it well, are couples that are really open and they're communicating really clearly about their guidelines, their rules. And I've seen people open it up fully, meaning they are willing to have, um, you know, any level of intimacy with people outside their relationship and other people who are only open to maybe kissing or going on a date with someone. I've seen people open and then close and then open again. But again, the the couples that are communicating really clearly about what they're comfortable with are the ones that are doing it right.
1: But I, I can just see a, a person, um, Connecting with, you know, I can just see one party connecting more with another party and then that causing issues because you can't really help who you fall in love with. You know what I mean? And then I don't know. I just to me, it just seems really complicated. And I would love to get some people that are doing it (laughs) right on this radio show. That's for sure
0: yeah absolutely again like i i i do agree with you um but i also hear from people who are in open relationships or testing out for the first time or have been doing it for years i was actually with someone a couple weeks ago who was telling me they just got engaged but they are open and it was something that the woman in this heterosexual couple was really um passionate about and she's the one who said to her fiance listen i definitely want to spend my life with you But I also I want to be able to have my fun, too. And they wound up opening their relationship. It works for them. They do it separately. So for me, it sounds like something where they, you know, get to have their so-and-so fun separately. But it sounds like it's not a repeated thing, meaning they are not having casual relations with the same person over and over again. Because to me, then then it toes into this space where it makes me, as someone who's not doing it, also think about, oh, this feels a little bit too much like an affair, you know? So again, I I think there's there's so many different ways to do this. And it's just such a specific thing that works for some people and not others.
1: Mm -hmm. I know someone who's in a polyamorous relationship. He has a wife and then he has a girlfriend and he... He's on Clubhouse, and when he talks about his girlfriend, his lies, well, I can't see his eyes lighting up, but just the tone of his voice, and you can tell that he prefers her, and I just don't know. If I was the wife in that situation, that just wouldn't fly for me. I just wouldn't like it. Anyways, can you (laughs) offer advice on how um, people can communicate their interest in polyamory on dating apps so that they can find like-minded partners?
0: Yeah, absolutely. How's it done? On on OkCupid and really many dating apps out there, Hinge, Tinder, whichever your platform of choice is, there are fields on your profile that can help you signal what you're looking for. If you're looking for a um, a monogamous relationship or a non-monogamous relationship, you can also use your summary to share this as well. I definitely recommend being really upfront with what you're looking for, because the last thing you wanna do, if being in an open relationship is so incredibly important to you, you don't wanna match it with people who are adamantly against it. You Again, it goes back to this, being mindful of what you're putting out there in the world, how you're sharing yourself and being honest with, with what your interests are. but. On many of the dating apps, definitely OkCupid, you can very easily signal that you are into non-monogamy. You can even also filter by people who are also only open to open relationships.
1: Love it. All right. Um, We've talked about polyamory and uh, a couple of other things, but let's venture into some of the common mistakes that people make when using dating apps because there are so many (laughs) So let's talk about them so that people can avoid them. Would you like to go ahead and start?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I would say one thing, one trap that people fall into on dating apps for sure is dragging on the conversation for way too long. You don't want to talk about everything under the sun um, right on your dating app for two main reasons one by the time you actually get to the first date if that actually happens you really don't have much to talk about because you've covered so much territory the other thing is well yeah I just want to say
1: something about that too you know a few chats and then take it offline like a phone call a video date an in-person date do you guys? Have a place on OkCupid where people can do that. They, they can hop on a video call or something right there on the app.
0: We don't have video chat, but that what you just shared is the perfect segue to what I was saying. I agree with you. You have to move the conversation offline. And that doesn't mean before you're comfortable. It doesn't mean spend three minutes talking to a stranger and then go meet up with them in person. But one complaint I hear all the time from daters is, is that they're having all these conversations, but it's not going anywhere. And I always ask, have you made any effort to move the conversation off the app? Because what our data shows is that 30% of daters wanna move the conversation off OkCupid ASAP, 53% wanna move it to text as soon as they agree on plan. So if you feel some level of interest with someone Even if you're not ready to meet with them in person, move it to text if you're comfortable with that, have a FaceTime date with them, have a phone call date with them, just keep the conversation going and quickly move on to scheduling plans. Um, And for safety, whenever those plans pop up, make sure you're meeting in a public place, you're meeting with them separately in that they're not coming to your home and picking you up. Those are just a few safety tips that we also give our daters
1: yeah I agree with that too um, I feel that so many people waste so much time getting to know someone online and then when they meet up in person there's just no chemistry or they're they're not what they expected right so how you do that is exactly what Michael is saying right move it offline quickly or at least get on a phone call or something anyways we need to take a quick break um, and stay tuned as we continue our discussion with Michael Kay from OkCupid okay about common dating app mistakes right after this
0: listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto.
1: We are back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta. We're here with Michael K. from OKCupid okay discussing the pitfalls of dating apps. Now, stay tuned or listen up. You don't want to miss these, OK? You don't want to make these mistakes. <laughs> so let's continue. Uh, what about being too superficial? Do you find that people are, are too judgy on dating apps?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think we've seen a big change in that over the past few years, really accelerated by the pandemic. But when I looked back 10 years ago on OkCupid, and I looked at the most popular questions, for example, on our app, they were really superficial. They were very surface level and... Then the pandemic happened, and I think that forced all of us to really think about what's important to us, and we saw a shift in user behavior, and people were no longer looking for tall, dark, and handsome. Yes, there absolutely has to be some level of attraction, but what we started to see was a shift towards more value-based dating, mission-driven dating, and what I mean by that is what's really popular on OkCupid now and what's causing people to match more often than not is um, finding people that have a, you have a deeper connection with. We're seeing that people are way more interested in an emotional connection before a physical one. And when we look at our most popular questions on the app, so what's driving people to be more active on our app and match with other people, they're matching over things like is mental health as important as physical health? Are you pro-choice? You know, How do you feel about discussing mental health with your partner? Do you support marriage equality? Much more deeper things and conversations than we've seen happen 10, 15 years ago. Um, and, and again, I, I think that's something we're seeing over the past few, few years. So there's definitely been a shift away from superficial dating.
1: Yeah. And and you need to keep in mind, like as a matchmaker and in the space for 21 years, some people just don't take good photos. (laughs) Now, if somebody looked like they just crawled from underneath the rock and like they just came came back from the dead, that's one thing. But, you know, take the time to read profiles and look for shared interests and values uh, because meaningful conversations and connections go beyond physical appearance just like what you're saying. What about overlooking red flags? You know, I feel that people will sometimes overlook or ignore red flags because they're excited about the prospect of the date or they've been single for such a long time. They're like, I really want a relationship. And this guy or this girl, she just seems to fit the bill. She seems perfect. So I'm going to overlook this. I'm going to overlook that. But what's the danger in that, Michael?
0: Yeah, so we definitely don't want to overlook red flags when people show you who they are. Please believe them. Um, We actually heard from our daters about red flags that they've seen on first dates or dating in person or red flags that they look out for. Um, For us, the majority of our daters, so 53%, say, you know, if they hear something controversial or offensive from the person they're on a date with, that's the biggest deal breaker, but that's not the only red flag daters are seeing. About a quarter of them, so 27%, said mentioning exes or other dates is a really big no-no. And and 20% of daters don't like it when a date gets too drunk. These feel to me to be very obvious red flags that we should be looking out for, but there's many other types of red flags too that I think people don't talk about enough. So one example of that is, let's say, let's say me, for example, I'm really interested in having children. If I'm on a first date with someone and they make a slide comment about never wanting children, that's actually a red flag. It doesn't mean that they're a bad person or they're behaving badly or, you know, anything negative about them, but it does mean that this is a red flag and not someone you should be with because you're not compatible. So I, I think bad behavior is one type of red flag, but another is red flags that we need to identify about a misalignment in values.
1: Mm-hmm. And if somebody keeps showing up and then disappearing, showing up, disappearing, showing up, disappearing, they may be dating somebody else. They're maybe not um, really interested in, in meeting you in person at all, or maybe they're um, just not ready. And, and that's what I find. I find that there are so many people that will join dating apps and they're not like, they may have just come out of a relationship yesterday, and then they put themselves on a dating app to make themselves feel better. <laughs> but that's not the right thing to do. Do you see a lot of that?
0: Yeah, um, and and you know what I always tell people is that if you're not ready to date, if you're not in the mindset to be dating, just don't be on the apps because exactly. what you're doing is you're going to have a bad experience, and you're going to create bad experiences for other people. So if you yes. need a break you're too busy. If you're not interested, that's okay. The dating apps are always going to be there. So take a break, get off them, come back when you're ready.
1: Right. Now, what about overloading on apps? Some people will join 10 apps. I always suggest that people sign up for um, three max. What is your suggestion? It just gets overwhelming and then you get burnt out and you don't even remember who you're having conversations with. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that app. And then, you know, three weeks later, someone reached out to you and you forgot to reach out to them. Well, because you were so busy on all the other apps. What are What are your thoughts on that?
0: I agree with you. I would say, keep it to a very small handful of apps. I do think there's benefit in trying different apps at different times, but there's only so much you can do. I mean, I get overwhelmed just with the social media apps that I have to check every morning. And if you have too many dating apps, you're gonna be forgetting ones like you mentioned, which means there's gonna be a lot of people that you're matching with who are messaging you and their conversations are going unanswered. And that, again, that doesn't create a great experience for the other people on the apps who think they're being ghosted or they're not interested. And then they're confused at why you match with them to begin with. So. Take on as many as you can handle. If that's one app, great. If it's three, awesome. But be mindful about how many you're realistically willing to, to check and be active on.
1: Yeah. And I also suggest that ladies be a little bit more proactive as well on dating apps. Some ladies, and I know some of them, they're just going to sit back and wait for the guys to reach out to them if that's what you know, if they're interested in men, let's say. How do you feel about women also approaching men online?
0: Yeah. Because I'm all for
1: it. I'm all for it. You can't just sit back. They may not know that you even exist.
0: <laughs> really. We're we're honestly for it, too. And it's something we've seen change significantly during the pandemic. So, you know, when the world shut down, we saw women take control of their, their dating lives. They started to send more messages than ever before. They actually were saying... Yes. more intro messages than they were previously. And they also started to expand their preferences. They expanded their locations. We've seen um, people dating outside their race and religion than ever before. So definitely send the first message. And women, if you're hesitant to send the first message, the data shows conversations started by women last significantly longer on dating apps than those started by men.
1: How do you feel about daters using AI to help them with online conversations? I think it's cheating. I do. I don't like it. What do you think?
0: Our daters actually agree with you. We found that (laughs) seven in 10 users on OkCupid think using AI to create your profile or message others is considered a violation of trust. I think AI is a really helpful tool. And if you need it to spark some creativity, definitely do that. But there needs to be some human layer in that. You need to be editing it, making it your own. Don't use it to message
1: others. Are a lot of people using it though? I would assume that they are because so many people cannot strike up a conversation if their life depended on it. So (laughs) they may be getting by with AI, but you're right. As soon as they meet up with the person, they're going to clue in and go, okay, this isn't the person that I was talking to online. Like, who are you? Are you a robot? (laughs)
0: Absolutely. The facade is gone as soon as you meet in person, uh, really with anything that you're trying to lie about on a dating app. So I just really don't think it's worth it. You're wasting your time too
1: yeah I, I agree well thank you for tuning in to the dating and relationship show online dating can be a lot to handle uh, but we hope that Michael's tips and insights will make your experiences even more successful listen this show went by so quick I need to have him back on the show um, very 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 soon we're going to figure that out but Michael where can people learn more about you um, personally as well as uh, how can they find OkCupid I guess they can just find it on the app store OK Cupid. <laughs>
0: Yes. And you can find me at Michael KPR on Instagram and OKCupid is on TikTok, Instagram, threads, Twitter, LinkedIn, everywhere.
1: Yay. All right. And for myself, uh, you can go to singleinthecity.ca for upcoming events. Check out my Instagram, TikTok, official Laura Bellotta. Thanks for listening. Have a good night, everyone. Ciao for now.